When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail, had to fall, just for what I did well. And there's some stories I can tell you. This is the final word, Women's Ashes Daily, day one of the one and only test match. Coming to you from Trent Bridge, Jeff Lemon and Bharat Sundaresan standing on the hallowed turf. The show is brought to you by Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City and it was a very long day's play and you have to tell us all about that extended day in the space of 30 seconds. Let's go. Phoebe Litchfield shows why she's the future for Australia, bats beautifully at the top of the order. Then Lauren Filer comes on and shows why she is the future for England. Bowls with pace troubles Elise Perry. Beth Mooney gets rid of Beth Mooney. Then Elise Perry shows why she is the present and will is the best in the world and plays uh, as well as she always does in test cricket, doesn't she? And at one stage, Australia looked like they were ramping home, they're taking the game away, then the rain comes. On comes Sophie Eccleston, takes wickets, breaks the back of the Australian batting and then Filer comes back, gets rid of Elise Perry for 99 and England are back 6 for 238 and then what happens? Well, what do you expect from Australia? Ash Gardner puts on a partnership with Annabelle Sutherland, more than 70 runs, they once again take the game away. A late wicket for England but still at 7 for 328, I think Australia well on top. You are rusty, man. That was 50 seconds. There was a lot to get through, to be there fair. Was. There was there was a lot to get through. Now, let's well, let's start where we started. So, Phoebe Litchfield at the top of the order. This is the effect of Meg Lanning being out of the side. That means Lanning will usually bat three. Perry's listed to bat three instead. Litchfield opens and just peels off four square drives to the boundary before Beth Mooney's even thought about it. Yeah, at some level it looked like you're looking at a younger Beth Mooney and maybe, I think Beth Mooney will be the first one to say, I don't think she was as good as Phoebe Litchfield is at her young age. And you're right, I mean, just that first clip of her pads to get off the mark to find leg, it was just class, there was just so much time on the ball. And then, like you said, just goal gets off and you felt like, wait, like is she playing her first test match? No nerves, no tension, nothing. Uh, and look, it was a pitch which where the ball was coming on, it wasn't doing a lot, uh, but she looked like a dream and then should have continued. I felt she shoulders arms to delivery from Kate Cross, hits her pad, is given out, and as she's walking off, you can see Beth Mooney yelling at her to stop and at least consult with her to go for the DRS. But maybe Phoebe Litchfield is so disappointed that she shouldered arms to what was a straightish ball, walks off, and what does DRS show? It would have missed by quite a quite a distance. Yeah, I mean it was angled across, and and thus it was would have been missing the off stump. I suppose it's that it's that old morally out thing an umpire will give you if you shoulder arms to the ball, but. And, and and maybe she just thought, well, she must be out if she'd done that and she, she wouldn't want to look silly asking for a review if she'd left the ball alone. But um, the angle across meant it, it, it looks to me live like it would be missing the off stump. And in the end, it was. So that cut her short. She was on what, 21, 23? One of those. 28, yeah. 
No, no, it wasn't. Tw- it was 23, l- 23, 23. 23 or 28. Um, Beth Mooney carries on for a while. Elise Perry comes out, and that's when, as you say, the other young player comes into the action, Lauren Filer. Uh, had a feeling she would play because they were, you know, if they bring an unexpected player into the squad, mm. then that usually means, well, why would they bring them into the squad if they didn't want them in the 11? Um, she's relatively tall. She's quick. She was getting swing. She was getting the ball to cut in and then and getting it to swing away as well. And she very nearly gets Perry first ball that she bowls. Lauren Filer comes on, inward hoop, hits her in front, but it's taken the inside edge. It's given out, and Perry reviews it immediately because she knows that she's hit it. But So the celebrations had to be retracted, but I guess she got to enjoy. In the way that Elise Perry got to celebrate her double hundred twice when she thought she'd hit a six, but it was only a four, Lauren Filer got to celebrate her first test wicket twice. She did. Uh, and she also got Beth Mooney before she finally gets Perry. But even with that first delivery, you know, we heard so much about her pace. Heather Knight spoke about how she's, I think, the second quickest bowler in England right now. And you saw it with that first delivery. And by pace, it's the skid of the surface. And Elise Perry was beaten off by pace, not just of the first ball, the second ball as well. She tried to cut a ball too close to her, just flew past her inside edge. And you could, and then the third ball catches her outside edge. It was one of the more impressive starts you'll see by a fast bowler at any level uh, and you could see how much she was enjoying it she was laughing she was giggling she was fixing her head uh, and she was entertaining the entire team I mean they were enjoying the fact that they had someone with that extra pace to finally trouble Lillysbury at least briefly uh, and she deserved the wicket of Beth Mooney as well once again slightly beaten by pace plays slightly away from her body Beth Mooney likes width so she follows the ball and a sharp catch at second slip uh, and that's what her third or fourth over and I think she deserved that wicket and already every time she was brought on she was slightly erratic here and there but every time she was brought on there was impact she was the first one to really test the bounce of the pitch kept bowling short balls Mm. Uh, overall uh, an outstanding uh, debut for in my opinion so the the catch flashed away from Mooney uh, who was who'd made 30 at the time of 30 30 something and then um, 61 for Talia McGrath who just clobbers them, like does Talia McGrath stuff where she the, she hits the ball harder than anybody in the women's game, I think. I mean, Siva can be a more destructive player on the day, Nat Siva Brunt, but she and she hits the ball a very long way, but there's something just about the power that Talia McGrath lays into the ball with. And she bats with Elise Perry for a long time. And, and Perry's just doing what Perry does, which is play immaculate defence, um, bat time, but she was more proactive today than we have seen her in a lot of her longer test innings generally when she's made a big score she's going at a strike rate in the the 40s maybe the 50s sometimes the 30s some today she was 65 or thereabouts uh, hit 14 boundaries in the 99 that she ends up making and I don't know if it was a deliberate choice to be more uh, a little bit more attacking but it seemed like there was enough pace in that pitch as well to encourage her to play those shots, play the drives. Um, she played the pull shot really well and decisively any time they dropped short, she was comfortably pulling it away, rolling the wrists, keeping it down and just in complete control through the whole middle part after that first cut sort of over or so from Lauren Filer. The pitch had a big role to play in it. Like you said, in the past, uh, often when uh, there have been women's ashes tests, the pitch has been not just flat but slow. So she's had no choice at times to just bat time and then build an innings, graft an innings. But here, from the first ball, like we said, with Phoebe Litchfield as well, the shots she was playing, the ball was coming on and Lee Sperry uh, enjoyed it. And Australia scored a fair clip throughout the day. I think they finished just under four and over. But for a, for a large part, uh, uh, before the rain came, they were scoring at over four. I mean, what do you say about Elise? 
Tony's Perry, right? It's almost like watching an overproduced movie in in the best way possible. There are, there are no mistakes. There's there are no errors. And I really really uh, wish the middle of Elise Perry's bat at times get a gets a break. It's the most overworked um, entity in world cricket. Right? The, it's like the ball just seeks the middle of her bat. Uh, she did make a few mistakes later on, uh, like uh, when the second new ball was taken. Oh no, not before the second when uh, Filer was brought back and she aged a couple and then finally does fall for 99. Uh, but it was just one of those classic Elise Perry innings where it should not look like she could be dislodged. And if the rain hadn't come, uh, who knows? Maybe she would not be. She would still be batting out there. Yeah, they lost what, about 90 minutes or a little bit more to to a rain delay. Um, she came back afterwards, moved on. Um, she was what, 79, I think, when the when the rain came through, um, and then worked her way up to 99, and then played two very un Elise Perry shots when she got width from Fowler through the bat. The first one was slashed over gully for four, takes her to 99, and then she plays basically the same shot to the a similar sort of ball, and and that one does end up in the hands of Siva Brunt at gully, who takes the catch. But if the middle of Elise Perry's bat is over worked. Um, Sophie Eccleston's left shoulder oh, must be yeah. must be coming in second. She bowled 31 overs today, Sophie Eccleston. I mean, normally she's bowling four yeah. in a T20 game. And she bowled 31 on the trot and was exceptional. So she gets Talia McGrath out with the classic left-arm orthodox spinning delivery that drifts in, turns away. Um, hit the, the off bail. It didn't even hit the stumps at all. It drifted into middle and leg. Had her playing down that line and then just, just tipped the bail off like a little flick of the finger like the umpire at T. And then she's able to... Uh, Take the couple of wickets that maybe unsettled Perry. Jonathan's batting at five after she made the, the 99 at six in 2015. So they know she can bat up the order. I think they wanted the left-hander to break up all the right-handers in there. She made 11, um, batted for a relatively long time. But then she plays that sweep, a little glove. They, It's given not out, but they overturn it on DRS England. And then Elisa Healy's second ball um, plays completely down the wrong line. That was that was less great bowling from Eccleston. She just bowled a straight ball. Well, she came wide on the crease. Mm and bowled a sort of flat, quicker one. And Healy was hanging around on about leg stump and just playing down the wrong line completely. So two in three balls, um, that disrupts Elise Perry, maybe. Maybe that throws her off, and three overs later, she plays those shots and gets out. So suddenly, 238 for six, and England are like, oh, maybe we're a chance to break through here. But this Australian team, you could take the top eight, nine. I mean, Kim Garth's listed at 10. You could take pretty much the top nine and bat them in any order, and it would still work. And it, they do that, don't they? I mean, just Jonathan comes at number five and uh, Alisa Healy comes after her. Uh, Talia McGrath bats number four. We've seen Talia McGrath bat four, five, six. Uh, I'm sure she might have batted three at some point. Uh, that's the flexibility they have. And then once you get all those wickets and then Ash Gardner's still there, you're like, oh, come on. Like, this is not fair. And then Annabel Sutherland walks out. Yeah. And, and she's batted three in one day cricket for Australia. Is. Yeah, and boy, she, the glut of runs she scored in domestic cricket uh, at the start of the summer and then continued. She, so she comes into this game uh, after having had a great summer, rich vein of form as well. Uh, so so no surprises that she looks so good. You spoke about Talia McGrath's power, and especially with the cover drive. But then you watch Annabel Sutherland play the cover drive. That's just class, right? There's just this beauty to the way she just drives the ball uh, but, and there's beauty to the way Sophia Eccleston bowls there's beauty and simplicity to uh, what she does uh, and she it's, it's a beautiful approach it's very old school comes of two steps uh, but she she has the ability to beat the outside and the inside edge of the bat she bowls a lovely arm ball and a few times with Ash Gardner in particular she had the ball kind of turning away and then almost had her chopping on a few times as well but yeah that ball to Talia McGraw was, was a classic and she will learn and I was sitting 
sitting upstairs in the stands with the, the Nottingham faithful, the Trainbridge faithful, and they were a little more demanding than even uh, even uh, Heather Knight was. She was like, oh, maybe they should get Sophia Eccleston to bowl from both ends. Because honestly, it was while she was bowling that England could create some control. Like I said earlier, they were scoring at 4-0. and over. They brought the run rate back, or she did in particular, single-handedly, because the seamers were uh, leaking a lot of runs. Uh, and, it, you know, and she creates the pressure and deservedly gets the wickets as well. So I think when Filer and Sophie Eccleston were bowling in tandem, that's when England looked at the most dangerous, but that also tells you a lot about the pitch. You need that extra pace or you need a classy spinner. Ash Gardner thumps a big six off Sophia Dunkley when she's used leading up to the second new ball, nearly hit the press box, um, collected the, the sight screen just below where we were sitting down there. It was a massive one. Um, made 40, very important partnership with, with Sutherland, and then she eventually edges the new ball in the second over. Um, behind, Amy Jones is going the wrong way, manages to fall over to her right and somehow take it um, while falling down. So impressive recovery from Jones. And then that's as far as they got at seven down, Alana King got through to stumps with Sutherland so they're seven for three twenty-eight I'm gonna say and uh, I think that brings us Barrett to the final word Hall of Fame. Hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Hall of Fame is when we talk about our, our most final word moments of the day, the things we enjoyed or didn't enjoy the most. It's brought to you uh, through this summer by Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. Uh, Major League Baseball is being played in London this weekend. It's happening. Um, so I'm reliably informed that uh, there's no better place for pre- or post-game entertainment because if you want to get in the vibe, you want to get in the spirit of it, Americana, you know, red check tablecloths, baskets full of home fries. To the ball game, take me. I don't know the second part of the song. Yeah, I mean, that's about all. That's pretty much that's the, as far as it goes. Um, you know, look up the career of Billy Martin, um, the, the, the weirdest sports coach possibly of all time. Lots of good things you can get into. Um, but there are more than 60 restaurants at West field and that includes a bunch of the Americana faves so you could go to Big Easy Barbecue, you could go to Crab Shack, Popeye's Fried Chicken, uh, you, you know, uh, Passiunk Avenue, that's where they do the, the Philly cheese steaks. So all of, that's, all of that's an option and you can even go and hit baseballs yourself, you can go to Home Run House um, and hit some dingers. Yeah, it's like, it's like Nets batting but for baseball, you can go and do that at Westfield which seems like a pretty sweet way to, to, uh, to, to spend an afternoon. You can watch people hit dingers and then you can hit dingers yourself. Who should be denied dingers? So Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City, um, punch them into your favourite search engine and figure out how to get there. It's not hard. Get on the tube. It's easy. Um, you, can, you, can, you can do a lot of fun things there. Now, Hall of Fame. I thought the Annabelle Sutherland Square Drive, just near Stumps, the one that ran along the paint of the line of point until it crossed the rope, just exquisite. 
Yeah. Oh, beautiful shots. And like I said earlier, so much to love about Animal Sutherland, the batter. Uh, so I, I take that. I accept that. Uh, All fine for you. Yeah, for me, my Hall of Fame uh, was Lauren Filer. Uh, I just loved her approach to the crease. And there were times when she wasn't completing her action the way she wanted to. And to the amusement of her slip cordon. I think, uh, I, I'm sure a lot of them have seen her bowl uh, in the last few years. Uh, but still, they seem to be amused by just the way she runs in. Uh, she starts off like like an Olympic walker, like a race walker. She does. She walks. She literally walks the first maybe six strides and then she starts to yeah, run. You know. And her hands move a certain way. And at some point, especially in, um, in the first or second over of her first spell, you yeah. could see the entire slip cordon do that as well. And, and she seems to be a I've spoken to her, but she seems to be a fun character. At one point, she also dropped the ball while she was doing that in her run-up, and that they just burst out laughing. But every time she touched the ball, there was such amusement for the rest of her team. I remember at one point, um, she was right there, uh, just walking towards uh, her bowling mark, and Captain Heather Knight ran towards her, and in her quest to tie her hair, she dropped her glasses. So she seemed seemed like a very clumsy, uh, clumsy young woman. And uh, you know, I, I love it when you're new to the side, but everybody finds you really entertaining. You're going to star in a romantic comedy at some point yes. soon, like tripping over a dessert trolley and, and hiding behind it covered in cake. Yeah, yeah, that kind of situation. Okay, I liked, I enjoyed um, Lauren Bell's over when, when she got the wicket of Gardner and then bowled like almost off the pitch on the offside, booming in swinging down the leg side, corking delivery that beats the outside edge, another one way down the leg side. It was the most all over the shop over maybe that I've ever seen. And then she finished the over with her hands up, like going, what happened there? Like, that wasn't me who was bowling there. You're right, she just lost complete control of the second new ball. Uh, but she got the ball that mattered in the right spot. It was a really good delivery to get um, Ash Gardner out late in the day. Well, yeah, it swung in and then held the line and it was the movement through the air that had Gardner fumbling down the wrong line. And my last nomination is Elise Perry racing her own average because because women get to play so little test cricket. She's played for 15 years. She's in her 11th test match yeah. in her 18th innings today. So it means that the average moves quickly, the live average, when you're not out. So she was as she as her score was getting higher, her career average kept getting higher. So in order so she started with an average of about 77, but in order to cross it she had to reach 84 and once she hit a boundary to reach 86 she finally went past her own uh, live career average at that point I was keeping a tab on how many runs she had to score uh, where even if she got out, her average would be over 80. I think she fell 33 runs short or maybe around that mark. Uh, so if she had made, she reached 880 career runs, she would have finished with an average of 80. I think it just dropped back just under 80. But you're right. I mean, because... and But that's the beauty of uh, Elise Perry as well. I, I don't see the law of averages catching up in test cricket because uh, unfortunately they get to play, what, two or three test matches uh, a year, the Australian. Not even like two, oh, even. two if you're lucky. Yeah. I mean, in in the occasional year, there there'll be one in the upcoming Australian summer, but yeah. that's not until next year. That's true. And then, uh, like I was speaking to someone yesterday, they're looking for an opponent. Uh, you, can, you can play India, you can play England, you can play South Africa, but you need another opponent as well. If you have signed an MOU where you're playing a Test match every year at on home soil, so we'll see how that plays out. But because she doesn't play more than one or two Test matches, I don't see the law of averages catching up. I think she will finish with a very Bradmanesque average or a Perryesque average. Um, whatever happens from here. Well, she's at 18 innings today, so traditionally the cutoff has been 20 innings. 
innings that it's unfair to apply that to women's oh, yeah. test cricket because so few players get to play 20 innings but she should get there if she plays if she assuming she bats again here and and plays that test match that's coming up in January early February next year I think it is then she will reach that 20 innings mark and qualify regardless of um, the the impediments put in her way that brings us to the end of the show this has been the final word women's ashes daily day one from trent bridge jeff lemon parat sundarason if you like what we're doing go to patreon.com slash the final word you can support the show there remember westfield more extra less ordinary go hit some dingers till tomorrow we'll bid you farewell sorry if i ran out to empty wrote this so you know what i meant here i had to Go!